Hey, this is Alyssa. This is Josue. We're from the band Harper. And we listen to Portland Radio Project. This is Anthony Medici from Liquid Light. I'm Vince. I'm Boyd. This is Josh from Adverse Effects. This is Mike Collins from Mets, Ryan, and Collins. This is Haley Johnson. You're listening to Portland Radio Project. This is Portland Radio Project, KSFL LP, 99.1 FM, and always streamable right from our website, prp.fm. We make it super easy for you. Glad to have you tuned in. I am your host, Veronica Bezesti, that is me, with you Wednesday nights from 7 p.m. until like 8 p.m. We might need an ish again tonight. You all know what the ish means. I have a very special guest in the studio with me tonight for another fabulous local talent spotlight. Leslie Bloom has joined me for a Woodstock or Bust drop-in session. Woodstock or Bust is... It is an amazing film about a musical dream, a cross-country trek, and it's got some incredible tunes accompanying this journey. It's, it, it is quite a film. We are giving away a copy of the movie soundtrack and are going to chat with Leslie shortly, so do not move. Welcome back to Subculture. Forget your original plan Mary Ann, Mary Ann Don't you recall how it all began 
Meg DeLacy with Marianne from the Woodstock or Bust soundtrack. I am always so impressed, and I was saying this to Leslie as we were chatting, with folks who who follow their passion, and I am thrilled to welcome to the Portland Radio Project Studio filmmaker Leslie Bloom. Thank you. Ah, Nice to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. Okay, so let's set the scene for our listeners. Woodstock or bust? The Woodstock Music Festival was a beacon. I, I did. I stole this from your bio. <laughs> I did. I, I'm, not, okay. I'm not this eloquent by all means. The Woodstock Music Festival was a beacon for a generation looking for a world of peace, love, and music. For two 17-year-old singer-songwriters from the West Coast, Lorian and Merrill, it's the once-in-a-lifetime dream to travel cross-country and perform at the festival. You had me. You had me from the start. <laughs> well, thanks. I hope everyone feels that way. Absolutely. So let's talk about Woodstock or Bust. This is a, a little bit autobiographical. A uh, lot autobiographical. Well, I would say probably 10%. Okay, that's <laughs> enough. That's enough. But uh, yeah, Michelle and I were uh, good friends when we were, I think we met when, when we were uh, about 11 years old. She had come to our school and... She was sort of a wallflower, and I was I was one of those kids who always embraced the new kid, you know, and so um, we we took up being best friends, and we eventually started playing music together. And we used to play old folks' homes and and like the Jewish Community Center and you know, little little gigs like that. I think we'd get paid two dollars or something like yeah. that. But anyway, and then she went on to write an album of songs in the I think it was the late seventies or early eighties. And um, and I ran into her a couple of years ago down in Las Vegas and asked her what she had done with all these songs, and she said she was she was melting down the cassettes and making frisbees out of oh my them. gosh. <laughs> so I said, well, Michelle, let's make a movie. Let's wrap a movie around these songs, yeah. you know. And she she didn't believe it was going to happen, right? So a month later, I said, I got the idea. It's called Woodstock or Bust, and we'll make it about basically about us. Yeah. You know, 50 years ago when we had a dream of going to Woodstock. Yeah. And uh, so now we actually are going together. We're leaving on Sunday. Wow. We're going to Woodstock together 50 years later. So I'm going to make her play in the parking lot so she can say she played at Woodstock. That's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. And Michelle wrote that tune that we just heard. Marianne, that she Meg did, DeLacy yeah. was singing. And David Morgan of uh, Three Dog Night is on it. Actually, there's a, quite a, a few famous people on her album that are now huge, I guess. Wow. She, she rattles them off and what they did. You know, I don't know their names. But. Always, always, always impressive to me. Always. Um, something really noteworthy of mentioning, a percentage of the proceeds made for the viewing of this film will be donated to Teen Cancer America, a charity founded by Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend. That's an incredibly philanthropic and generous endeavor. That's that's a beautiful thing that you've done that. Yeah, well, it's, you know, so far it's not that much, but they have raised $18 million. They started wow. it across the pond, and then they started Teen Cancer America not that long ago, and they've raised about $18 million, so. Wow. That's Great. incredible. They call it Who Cares. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that quite a bit, actually. So this soundtrack that you guys put together, Michelle wrote that song, Marianne, that we just heard. She's got about six or seven tunes on it. We've got some local artists that are on it, too, the Cool Whips and the Reverberations. Yeah, we were really excited. Um, uh, actually, I was very depressed that I couldn't use the old classic rock yeah. and roll songs, but it, it uh, was going to cost me, you know, to the tune of about two hundred thousand dollars. 
So I started axing them one by one. And the ones that I left in there, I used basically during montage scenes where mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot of dialogue over the top of them. So I was getting my money's worth <laughs> out of the song, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And I covered them, which, which cut the price too. Um, and I covered them with local artists. Mm -hmm. So I have Lisa Mann, who yes. is just like, you know, I kiss the ground. She She's incredible. Up. And... Um, um, I, I think I put a note on Facebook saying, if anyone has any 60s style rock and roll, let me know, right? Yeah. And I got a note from Pete uh, Staples of the Trogs, you yeah. know, the guys who did Wild Thing. Mm -hmm. and, and they had taken my note down like two minutes later because I guess they didn't want me, you know, fishing for, for uh, songs on, on whatever site it was. I can't remember, but... Um, and I got a call from another guy, local guy named Luke Strahada, who said, yeah, I'm, I'm a member of the Cool Whips, and yeah. I can send you some songs. Plus, I'm very familiar with a lot of the local artists, and I'll, and I'll get everyone to submit stuff. And I was like, that's terrific. Wow. So within you know, a day or two, I had these songs, and they are perfect for the scenes that I needed to fill you know, where the classics got axed. Yeah. Uh, this film, Woodstock or Bust, has become quite celebrated already. You've gotten quite a few accolades. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Los Angeles Independent Film Festival Award? Um, yeah, those accolades. Oh, yeah, those. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just a day. Just a day at the office. Exactly. Artemis Women in Action Film Festival. What's it like to see your work celebrated? Um, oh, it's good. You know, I, I don't know. I might want to plead the fifth. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm pretty, pretty self-critical, um, but there's there's a lot bigger film festivals that I didn't get in. Yeah. So uh, you know, so getting in a few of the small ones and getting best picture, I guess, is is the next best it's, thing. It's nothing to sneeze at, sister. <laughs> that's fantastic, and that's a great way to get your film production company, Big Kid Films, out there, right? Right. How'd you score Meg DeLacy and Willow Shields? Um, the, who are starring in the film as Meryl and Lorianne. Lorianne. Right. Lorianne, yeah. Um, Willow, as you probably know, was in Hunger Games yes. as uh, Prim Everdeen, um, Jennifer Lawrence's little sister. And um, Meg DeLacy was in a show called The Fosters. Now they're both in two series, new series coming out this yeah. fall, um, which I hope will help us. <laughs> but... Um, so I, we did a casting session. I, I hired a casting director out of L.A. who had m met with my son, who's also an actor. He's in the film as well. He's 17 now. But she had called him in for a lot of Nickelodeon shows. She was a, she's a child casting uh, director. Mm -hmm. And so I called her up because I was familiar with her and had her do a casting session. She did it all on tape. And we got about 150 submissions. And I saw... Willow, and now I know why, why Teddy's not hired in some of these gigantic roles that he gets. Yeah. She has a name, you know, so I immediately gravitated towards it. It's, it's, it's what they do in yeah. Hollywood, you know. She has a million followers. I'm thinking a million followers equals a million dollars, you know. So yeah. basically um, went for her that way, but it turns out, I think subconsciously, that she looks a lot like me, and oh. she's... Kind of edgy like I am, and she was perfect for the role. Yeah. I mean, um, and Meg was probably the best singer. I was going to ask when you were yeah. looking for that. Did you, did you already know that Meg had the voice that she? Well, has? they had to audition their okay. first audition with a guitar with singing, and they had oh. to tell me if they played the guitar. Okay, so that was a big uh, a big deal. Yeah, because um, they play guitar several times on camera. 
And so for me, that was a, you know. And legitimately playing it, not, not faking it. Well, they, they, we, we, record, we pre-recorded all the songs. Okay. So they would lip sync. And that's standard Hollywood, you know, yeah. because they have to do it over and over and over again all day long, different camera angles. So they just do playback and yeah. they sing to it. But they are playing the chords and, you know, sometimes they sing along, but usually they just lip sync or sing softly because it, it, it wears their voice out. Oh, sure. Uh, we just had somebody pop up on our talk board, which, by the way, if you are not streaming uh, this show on our website, prp.fm, you won't see this. Oh, and you can see it on our app too. But we've got a little talk board, which is kind of like our own little Twitter feed, kind of like oh, cool. a little private Twitter feed. And we just had somebody uh, post, hi, Leslie, I loved Woodstock or Bust. And it was great. Uh, and it was great of part of the crowd of Clinton Street a couple weeks ago. Glad it's getting deserved attention. Billy Burgess. Oh, Billy, thank you so much. Oh, That's very yes, nice thanks. of you to... Uh, us. Yeah. Oh, hi, Billy. Thank you for listening and uh, piping up on the talk board. We like that. Let's hear a tune. Let's hear So Strange from the Reverberations. Okay. You what want me you to think? finish the story real oh, quick? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I got so ahead of myself. So I did do callbacks and I went to LA and we picked, I think, 12 so that we paired them up to, um, so six auditions yeah. went through. And these two girls had found each other in the audition room and they re wow. re rehearsed songs and the, you know, the dialogue and they came in completely, totally rehearsed, ready to go. And it was you know, I already knew Magic. I wanted them, yeah. so we saved them for last. And I even opened the door and I said, I saved the best for last. So they pretty much knew they were getting this job. Well, they're perfect. I mean, they're perfect. They're Their perfect. chemistry was. Yeah, that's yeah. great. All right. We are talking with Leslie Bloom. You're listening to Portland Radio Project. And we're going to hear So Strange from the Reverberations.
makes me want to uh, dance that laugh in. Or drop some acid. Well, and that too, maybe. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody that, okay. Leslie. Well, what's a 60s film without an acid trip? Right? <laughs> it's one I would still watch, but probably not and enjoy as much. Uh, we've got an opportunity to give a copy of this soundtrack away, so I want to make sure that we open that up for our listeners right now. We've got a new text-to-win little system, so I am going to give the number. I'm actually going to post it on our talk board, too. So, again, another reason to stream us online or via the app, because you get to see all of this good stuff. But if you would like to get a copy of the Woodstock or bus soundtrack, you can text the word Woodstock to the number. You might want to write this down. 971-232-3343. I know. It's a long one. I'll put it on the talk board. But text the word Woodstock to 971-232-3343 for your shot at a copy of the Woodstock or bus soundtrack. And it rocks. And it and it rocks. I mean, and the Cool Whips are are on it, which we're going to hear that song in a moment or two. We just heard the rever- reverberations. That is a mouthful, and I'm not saying it very eloquently at all. And a lot of great original tunes by Michelle Curtis Pervance, as well as Meg DeLacy's beautiful, like kind of angelic-y voice. It's real. She's really got a lovely voice. It's very impressive. Yeah, plus we have um, a Steppenwolf song, a Credence Clearwater, yep. Tim Harden. We have yeah. some, some of the classics too. House Rising Sun. As a director and as somebody who's got a lot of heart and soul invested in the story of, of Woodstock or Bust, what was producing this film? What was production like? Oh, that's a big question. Um, how, how did you really make it authentically, this is, we're going on a journey to Woodstock? Uh, well, first of all, I own a, a 65 Mustang convertible. Oh, there you go. I've had it since 1987, and, and it gave me a purpose for the car, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so once I got the girls up here, well, previous to that, generally what I do, my, my sort of methodology is that I scout all the locations first, and we had to make sure there wasn't any new buildings in any of the shots that we wanted to get they all had to be that's a good that's a good point yeah yeah and then um i hired a production designer whom i just i do i kiss the the ground she walks on she worked on northern exposure with me for five years and that those sets were impeccably decorated and she worked on grim for five years down here so um so i asked her if she'd do it and she did she said she loves to do period pieces and so what I did, when, and I thought it was a really cool idea, and I wouldn't have thought of it myself because I'm too old, but my DP <laughs> said, go to Pinterest and pick out all the stuff that you want to see your film look like, you know, yeah. from lighting design to set decoration to wardrobe, makeup, hair, everything. So I had boards on there for every one of the departments. And she, I mean, I would walk in, the first set I walked into I said, I remember spinning around going, oh, my God, I think I just had an orgasm. I like (laughs) it. It was so perfect. It was just like the Pinterest, only like 50% better. 3D. It was so good. She had done such a great job. And then the next set I walked into, which was the party scene, and I had said, I want to make it like the girls found a box of Christmas decorations and decorated their basement for the the fundraiser party that they have. And I walked in, and again, it was just, I said, I'm having another orgasm. (laughs) That's Pretty soon fantastic. it was ho hum, another orgasm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
So, no, she did such a great job. In fact, one of my favorite shot in the film is there's a, a camel from a nativity scene smoking a joint in, in one of the transition scenes. <laughs> but, yeah, there's a lot of drugs and alcohol. So if you're under, you know, 14, I don't think you'd be wanting to let your child watch this film. Mm, well, they're going to figure, figure it out eventually. So it <laughs> yeah. might as well be your film. Yeah, it's Where, pretty much on, on TV everywhere anyway. Right? Exactly. Where are people going to be able to see Woodstock or Bust? That's a great question. We actually have uh, full distribution on um, video on demand right now. Um, so none of the subscription television because they, they basically give, give it away for that. But we're going to be on... Um, Dish and Amazon, iTunes, DirecTV, Cox, In Demand, Fandango, Xbox, Verizon, AT&T, Comcast, and, and Voodoo. It kind of goes on and on. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Next week. I think like they say that after the 12th. So yes. I've been telling people the 14th and I'm, Woodstock, the Woodstock celebration in Bethel starts the 15th. So we kind of wanted it to happen at the same time. Yeah. Which, yeah. So if you can't make it to Woodstock, at least you can watch our film. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> Let's hear one more tune from the Woodstock soundtrack. And if you have not already texted the word Woodstock to 971-232-3343, do that now. We're going to hear the Cool Whips with Splash. And you're listening to Portland Radio Project. Listening to Portland Radio Project, this is Subculture, and we have had Leslie Bloom in the studio. We are talking Woodstock or Bust. 
you got to go see this film. And then when you see it, dudes, check it out because the chicks are cute. Chicks, see it because it's an empowering chick film. And we love that. We love to see women doing it for themselves. Spread the word when you see it because that's how not only independent filmmakers get the word out and independent films get the 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 due that they are due but with everything that is happening for this film is really important to what's going on right now musically we've always got to revisit where we came from so we know where we are it's the 50th anniversary of woodstock go see woodstock or bust on like the 14th and then just get in your car and drive to bethel why not live the dream sure why not (laughs) why not and if you haven't already texted woodstock to 971-232-3343 make sure that you do that right now leslie bloom thank you for being in the studio with me oh no they're gonna text and then it gets picked oh they text. yeah it's out of our hands at this point i know i know but oh well you know what i'll let you know who won i'll connect you with them via email okay and then when they see the film, they can tell you how much they love it and there that they go. loved the soundtrack and they the soundtrack. heard all the songs. I love the soundtrack. Yeah, I think that's it's perfect. Well, again, Leslie, thank you so very much for coming. Thank you, I really, Veronica. Really my first it. radio interview. Oh, no way. We have a string of them across the country. So well, I, got, I got to warm up on you. You're going to do fantastic. <laughs> you were my guinea pig. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, and we only dropped orgasm now three times. That's so that's just perfect. I'll have that's to work a fourth one. That's absolutely somehow. perfect. All right. Before we get back to some tunes, I do want to say that, listen, I recognize I'm telling you to, to check out Woodstock or Bus, but... If a Saturday night rolls around and you're looking for something fun to do, get yourself on over to the Clinton Street Theater. And you've got some familiarity with the Clinton Street Theater, Leslie, don't you? Well, I do, but yeah. I was I was actually turned on to the Clinton Street by Jeff Scott Taylor, who has got a very good connection there. If any independent filmmakers want to do any um, shows over there, so they well, it's an awesome them. place because they've been showing the Rocky Horror Picture Show weekly for more than forty years. Oh, is that right? every Saturday night? You can see it at midnight. Oh so get yourself on over to the Clinton so Street do, Theater. Do all the culties come and they yell all the words all the way. I would the imagine <laughs> it is quite the 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 shindig. You're listening to Portland Radio Project. This is Subculture. Peace out.